Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Elder Wolfire coming to you from Faith Temple Lighthouse, 7000 Bennett Street, Homewood, through um, our virtual church for right now as we all get used to doing this and prepared. Uh, we thank God for the men um, and the women who have allowed us to, to do this through their technology um, and their expertise in that area. So we're thankful that the word can still go out. Uh, many of our brothers and sisters that have churches are doing the same. Uh, there can never be too much of the word. Um, so we're thankful to be a part of that. Uh, we hope that you glean something from this spiritually that will uplift you and um, put you in a better spiritual light. So before we get started, we'll have prayer. Gracious eternal Father, we thank you, praise you, and magnify your name. We give you praise, glory, and honor for what you've done and what you're going to do. Bless this word today. Have mercy on our souls. Use these lips of clay to speak the word of God through power, through your power, through your authority, and through your anointing. That thy will may be done, thy name may be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So again, uh, thankful again for uh, the opportunity to bring forth the word of God. Uh, where my pastors, Pastor Long and Brother Elder Carter, as we um, attempt to continue to feed the people and bestow the good news of Jesus Christ uh, in the world. Uh, we want the word to go out. We want it to go out with sound doctrine. We want it to go out with uh, purpose and anointing. So today I'm gonna to be in Matthew, the 14th chapter. Matthew, uh, the 14th chapter. This is a very special chapter for me. Um, it has helped me out a lot and it continues to bless me. As I said last time that I gave the message that, um, Pursue and conquer is my theme for this year. Pursue and conquer. And this kind of fits into the thing to um, bring that to light as we go through uh, the word of God. I have some other scriptures and some things to give you in regards to that. But we're going to start in the 22nd verse. It's Matthew 14, 22 through 31. That will be the scripture. Um, and I'll focus on some points that the Lord gave me. Uh, to give to you and to share the word of God today. And it says, verse 22, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship. I want to work on the word constrained for a minute. Because um, if you look in the dictionary, constrained means appear um, or overly controlled, appealing or overly controlled, okay, uh, to restrict. Um, so if we look at it from that angle, um, God does put restrictions on where he wants us to go and where he wants us to be. And he leads us to the place where we need to go and where we need to be. Okay. So here we are. It says straightway Jesus constrained. Now, another biblical definition of that is to press or to urge. You know, sometime when God is about to do something in our lives, he is urging us to go this way, urging us to do this, urging us um, to do things that need to be done so he can bring forth something in our lives and show himself in a better light that we may not have seen him in before. So another way to that is to compel. I like to look at this particular section as I look at all these different words that mean constrain, to compel, to compel. Um, if I use another example, scripture would be 2 Corinthians uh, 5 and 14. And it reads as follows the beginning of it, for the love of Christ constraineth us. Okay, so keep that, keep that in mind, um, that particular verse, the love of Christ constraineth us or 
compels us uh, to do his will, compels us um, with spiritual influence um, to do his will. Okay, so in this, we are preparing to watch disciples or a disciple in particular um, do something great. And there's great things inside of you to be done. Uh, again, pursue and conquer. And the one thing you pursue, um, faith, and you conquer fear. Okay, so I'm still on that thing. I'm still on that thing. We want to pursue increasing faith. His disciples said, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. I do believe this is a year of increase. Even though we are going through a pandemic, we are in the year of increase in 2021. And I don't always look at that as a monetary uh, increase. Um, if God blesses me with something or opens up a door for me to receive more, then I'll walk through that door. Uh, but increase could be increase in faith, uh, increase in um, anything, increase in joy, increase in peace. Uh, those intangible increases that help you uh, to strive and walk for God. So it says, in straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship. If you're a disciple, Paul says that you are a prisoner. He can he, he can he compared himself to a prisoner of Christ. That means you're locked in. You're locked into God. You're locked into his ways. You're locked into his word. Uh, you believe that by faith uh, that you can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthen you. So, so you're locked in as a disciple, okay? Uh, to get into the ship and to go before him unto the other side. Um, now, I thought that interesting because, you know, another verse says that he, you know, he walks before us. But in this particular case, God is setting you up um, to see where your faith is at and to see how you're going to handle certain things that come your way. So he prepares them to go to the other side. A lot of us have to go to the other side. What's on the other side? There's a lot of unknowns on the other side, but there are a lot of things we are aware of and know on this side. What I mean by this side is just virtually where you're at now in your life and where your walk with God is at right now. So God is asking you to go to the other side of a faith walk, for we walk by faith and not by sight, all right? So where you're at now, you know how to handle this faith. You know how to handle this walk. You know what to expect. You know what to anticipate. You've seen it before. You've heard it before. So now God is about to take you to another place that might be a little bit more uncomfortable, might be a little bit more uh, challenging, might not have as many perks and comfort spots that you're used to so that God can move within your life. So he told them to go to the other side. You must go to the other side of your faith, which is increasing your faith, not keeping where your faith is now. But this is the year, again, of increase. This is the year to pursue and conquer. So we want to stay on that that, that vein, we want to stay on that avenue that we are, you are pursuing something. I want people to get in mind and get in their hearts. I want you to pursue something um, this year. Just to give an example, again, it could be faith. It could be a new job. It could be even educational increase. I have a desire now, which I don't know why at the age of 54 plus going on 55, why I would want to go after a master's degree. Um, but, but I am looking into that. I am pursuing that. I am looking at different schools and things that I want to do to enhance my education uh, level and my, my, my just personal gain um, through that. I'm also looking at ways to reopening the kitchen so that we can feed people. How can I do that in 
the COVID time? How can I do it with these restrictions? So I want to go to the other side of my faith and not just look at uh, the debt that it's going to cost me to go to school or the hurdles that I have to climb over in order to have a kitchen to feed people. So, so, so I want I want to start walking by faith. I want to go to the other side of my faith, and that's more just trusting God that He will open up the door. Okay. So He tells the disciples to get into the ship. He constrains them. He compels them. He urges them. He urges them to do this. Okay. And He 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 He, he wants to set aside to get away from the multitudes. You know, sometimes. We have to get away from the crowds. Crowded spaces do not always mean that it's a blessing. Sometimes you have to get away from the crowd and you have to allow yourself to be one with God. You know, John was on the Isles of Patmos. When he went to the Isles of Patmos, he got the vision. Sometimes God takes you to places and wants us to get away, even himself, as we'll see in the next verse. Get away so that we can hear the voice of God, you know, um, is before we came on this live, is the one brother was saying all the noises in the background, those will be eliminated. We have to eliminate those noises because there's a lot of noises in your life. There's a lot of people making a lot of noise in your life. And it blocks the vision in the view of God that will bring you closer to him because there's a lot of voices. You hear a lot of different things, but God doesn't want you to focus on those things. He wants you to focus on him. Mm -hmm. Amen. Okay, so 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 he went he went away. He sent the multitude away. You know, it's not bad to say, hey, you know, it's time to go. I don't need your opinion anymore. I don't need what you have to say. I want to hear from God. I want God to speak to me. I want God to tell me to turn left, turn right. Your opinion is appreciated. Your thoughts are appreciated. Your concerns are appreciated. But I need to hear from God. I need to know that this is the will of God. And this is what God wants me to do. Um, so I thank God for his voice, his direction, and his ability to urge us or compel us through constraint to go and do something that he wants us to do. And it's repairing a way for us. All right. So now when he has sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountain apart to pray. Have you ever felt like God has just left you after he gave you something to do? And he leaves. And you think that he's left you. But the word of God assures us now, don't let the enemy trick you and say that he's not listening. He's omnipresent. But sometimes God, it feels like he can make the spirit just kind of dim down a little bit, like a dimmer switch, so that you don't feel that he's there, even though he's still there and still connected, but it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So he goes to pray. He goes to clear his head. He goes to, to prepare what he needs to say to his disciples. But yet it makes us feel like, hey, where's God? You mean tell me he sent us out here in, in the middle of the night, told me to go here, and now he's not going to meet me there. Huh? Have you ever been stood up before on a date? You go to meet someone, they don't, they don't show up, or they're supposed to call you back, and they don't call you back. And, you know, it's a disappointing, it's a letdown. So it may seem like God has separated himself from you, um, but he has not done that. He is preparing. He is preparing um, a way for you. He is preparing a way for you. Okay. All right. So as we go ahead on. So God sends us out one way. He goes another direction. Now in his earthly part, he is separated from the disciples. As a man, he is separated. He's no longer there. He's not with them. Um, he's not near them. He's up in the mountain. They're out in the in the, in the sea coast now they're on the sea of galilee so so two different directions 
but yet and still, God is omnipresent, okay? Spiritually, he is there. Physically, he may not be there, but the spirit of God is everywhere at one time. So keep that in mind as we, as we, as we dive into this a little further, okay? So he sent the multitudes away and he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Now, th this was a long prayer. Let's talk about, let's talk about pursue and conquer. Sometimes prayers are not meant to be short. Sometimes you have to stay there for a while. Uh, sometimes you have to lay there. I, like I said, I've, I'll always go back to what uh, Bishop Clark said. He, he fell asleep during prayer and woke up with a vision. I'd rather fall asleep talking to God than not talking to him at all. Okay. I'd rather fall asleep trying to hear from God than listen to what you have to say or other people have to say when it involves my spiritual maturity in God. That's not to say you don't have a point of view, but we must move forward with God. We must have a better relationship. And hopefully I'll point this out as we go, a stronger relationship with God, a closer walk with God. And if you read the scripture, you can kind of piece the puzzle together to see where I'm going with that, a walk with God. Okay. All right. So, so here he says he, he was alone. He was alone. He was alone. Solitude is good. Solitude is good. Okay. Um, we don't like it. I'm a people person. I like being around people. I'm not saying a crowd of people, but I like people. But there's sometimes where you have to be alone. You have to learn how to be alone. You have to be able to pursue God on your own. Okay. All right. So as Christ is praying and the disciples are in the ship, it says here in verse 24, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea. One word here, tossed. Let's, let's, let's pause for a minute. Tossed. Um, so here Christ sends them out at a certain time where I, I, I would think that the, the sea was, was calm or calmer. Then all of a sudden, the storm pops up from nowhere. Now, and I say from nowhere because I'm just thinking, I'm just, I'm just interjecting. These are men. These are fishermen. They know how to fish. They understand the waters. They could tell by the, by the strength of the waves coming in, there's a storm brewing. They can look out over the horizon and see, you know, okay, wait a minute, Lord, there's got to be something coming. We can sense it. We can see it. Um, I believe sometimes God blocks things that so you can't see it, because if you can see those things, then fear will grip you from doing what God wants you to do. So, so now they're in the midst of a storm in the middle of the sea. Okay, let me read a little bit further. With the waves and the winds was contrary. Okay, th th these, are, these, are, these are very powerful winds. These are very powerful waves. Um, and as I spoke before, I used my Navy experience. You know, I can remember being in the Korean Sea in the winter and you can hear the waves hitting the ship and just banging up against it like a loud boom or a thunder. Um, so, so, so this is not, this is not a normal time, but somehow God subtracted that from their vision or didn't allow them to see the storm. You know, so, so what does that say to me sometimes? God can make something appear that fast or disappear that fast. Okay. So, so he brought this into their lives and you obeyed the voice of God and you went on this ship, which is normal. He didn't ask you, so what you remember, God is not. God is not asking you to do a hard thing. You know, we come into salvation. God uses what we already have. So he made it simplistic when he sent them out to the sea. They were used to that. This was nothing, this was not, not the, 
out of the ordinary. I'm gonna go around the ship and I might go fishing. I might catch some fish. They're fishermen. Remember when he told me, he said, I'll make you fishers of men. Okay, so this is nothing uh, unusual. Okay, but what happened was unusual because there was no signs or indications of a storm. But now they're in the midst of it. Now, let me tell you this, positionally, by position, you have went so far with God, and then a storm comes. How does that make you feel? God sends you to a place. He leaves you, or so you think he does, and you encounter a storm. Now, I'm sure you've seen storms because they're fishermen. But for the most part, they knew a storm was coming. They may not go out to sea because it would be too hard to control the ship, catch the fish, bring the fish back, et cetera, et cetera. Other dangers that would exist in this, this endeavor if they did it during a stormy time. Not saying they don't happen. Not saying that fishermen don't go out during that time frame. I've never been in that industry, so I don't know. I can only tell you from uh, watching things on TV. Uh, uh, Wicked Tuna, I think, is it called? I don't even think that's even aired anymore. You know, um, they have to do some unusual things to catch fish, and for us to 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 go in uh, down the Woolies here in Pittsburgh and uh, and uh, grab us some some good fish. Okay, so so there are men and women that do those jobs. That there are things that they're they're dangerous jobs at times. But but let, let's just keep with the serious scenario that there was no storm at the time. And God asked you to do something, and then he created a storm. I believe this storm was created by God for us, for you, uh, to go through. So here you are in the midst of the sea. You can't go back now. It's too far. Hmm? You can't go forward because it's not allowing you. The wind is too contrary. You know, it's like Paul when he was shipwrecked on the island in Acts. You know, he was trying to get to Rome. But everything fell apart. You ever feel like everything just fell apart? Everything just, just kind of crumbled. And then God left him on the island, on that island, if you, if you, if you read it in uh, Acts the 28th chapter, left him on that island uh, for three months. This was not where he was supposed to go. Uh, but the storm showed up and preventing him from going uh, to where he was supposed to go. And he's cut off some time or changed it so that you would get there at the appointed time that God wants you to get there, okay? So, so storms are created, at least this storm, is to, to draw you closer to God, to draw you out of or away from crowds or away from insecurities that hold you back uh, from believing God, okay? So the ship is being tossed. Now, the fourth watch of the night uh, is late night um, or early morning. Uh, so it's dark out, okay? You ever been in something where you, you really don't feel that you can see? You know, uh, vision has always been important to me. Uh, if, 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 if I think I would, if I had to choose, they asked this is, is at a Christian camp, uh, what would you want to lose, your hearing or your, your sight? Nobody wants to lose any of that. But if I had to choose and we had to choose for this little scenario and project at the camp, I would rather lose my hearing. I would rather still be able to see uh, than to not hear. That um, you know you can you can do sign language to be able to communicate. Now in the ultimate setting, I'd rather not lose any of that, um, but just for that that purpose and that assignment, that's what I chose. So in this storm, sometimes you can't see, and, and it's a dark time. You know, uh, weeping man door for the night, but joy joy cometh in the morning. Okay, um, and if, if I went back to another scripture uh, in Isaiah, very familiar one in the 54th chapter 17, no weapon formed against thee shall prosper, okay? So I'm looking at this storm, storm, 
is a weapon. This is a weapon to try to defeat you. This, this is a testing weapon. God is testing your faith. God wants to challenge you. Remember, he's compelling you. Oh, not just compelling you to get into the ship, but comp still compelling you because now you have decisions to make. Uh, do I back up out of this storm or am I going to do what God said? I'm going to stay here. I'm going to wait for him. or I'm going to go to the other side. I'm still going to strive to get to the other side. Remember, he gave the assignment. He wants you to get to the other side. Never told them what might come in between getting into that side uh, or the other side, but that they he wanted them to go to the other side. He never gave the full details. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes God does that. I'm not giving you the whole detail. I'm going to see if you're going to trust me uh, to do this. So, so no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise up against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Okay, so, so this is the promise of the children of Israel. So here we go. So, so this is a weapon. Let's look at this as a weapon. This, this has come to challenge you. Um, so when you look at weapons, see, I like to look at lemons and lemonade. Somebody give you a lemon and you got to sweeten it up and make it into to, 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 to lemonade. Okay, so you, you don't keep it in its format. If it's given to you that way, you find a way to improve upon it, to make it better, to grow through it. So they have to grow together. One is together in this storm. How are they communicating on this boat? What are they saying? Are they pointing a finger at each other? Um, are they are they back talking each other? Um, or are they are they praising God in the midst of this storm? Okay. So what are their actions? How are they handling this? You know, we got to look at a man's psyche, a person's psyche, his mindset. How does he handle this storm? How does he weather the storm? How is he going to approach this storm? How is he going to um, handle the storms. So the wind is contrary. It's the fourth watch. Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Now, this shows the power of God to walk into your storm. He don't need an invitation. He can just come. Now, they may have been praying. It doesn't say what they were doing. Maybe they were praying. Maybe while he was praying, he heard their prayers. And at that time, at that time, when it became too much for them, that's when God stepped in. And when he could see maybe their faith wavering, maybe that was going on. And so God steps into the picture. God can always step into your storm. God can, let me say that again. God can always step into your storm. Okay. Doesn't matter uh, how far out you are. Um, and, I, and I wonder, I look at that, you know, how many miles or yards or how far was it from the mountain to where they were in the middle of the sea? I don't have all those parameters and, and, and diagrams and lengths, but just, just think that God can get there right away. The Lord can get there. He's an on-time God. He got there before the last wave would hit to shake your faith. Okay. He, he gets there right on time. Okay. And he says he's walking on the sea. Okay. God has the power to walk into your storm, okay? Just as he did with the three Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace. Nebuchadnezzar knew he threw three in there. He knew he threw three, but he saw a fourth. Now, I always believed that the fourth was there before they even turned up the fire. Because while he was turning it up, God was inside turning it down. So he made man think that, oh, I'm going to get him. I got him. And God had already was taking it out already while he was in there waiting on them. So, so no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Why? Because God can walk into your storm. All right. So I'm not going to hold you too much longer here. I'm not going to hold you too much longer. Okay. So this was when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. Now, what that says to me, when I look at that, 
is that they were already troubled. Some of you may feel troubled right now with some of your storms, okay? You may, you may, you may seem a little in a panic mode. You may seem a little uneasy. Uh, so anything that looks a little strange or odd is gonna be even more unsettling to you if you're panicking. Remember, we're pursuing faith, conquering fear. Pursuing faith and conquering fear, okay? So here they are. Again, these are fishermen. They've been out on this boat before. They've had to encounter some storms, but a God storm can be a little different than a, than a natural storm that comes naturally. When God creates something, um, it can be bigger um, than anything you've ever encountered before, okay? Uh, when they saw Jesus walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. Fear is starting to set in. Fear is starting to grip them. Fear is starting to um, overturn what faith they had with God. And you got to remember, we're in the 14th chapter of Matthew, right? So they, they've seen some miracles that God that God has done. They've seen they've seen Him do some work, you, as you have. You've seen God work miracles in your life. Um, you, you've seen God do things in your life. You've seen God make you overcome some things in your life that you didn't think you could do. So, so you've seen this before. So you've had some training. It's like David and when he went to fight Goliath. You know, I've already beaten the lion and the bear. So when you're going through the storm, you have to reach back, all right, and grab some of the things that God has pulled you through and use those for this battle because that, that was the purpose of those things. So what they, what they should have done is look back and say, oh, he healed the blind. He caused the lame to walk. He, he did this. He, he cast out this. He cast out that. They, they should be able to look at the things, whatever has transpired, and say, wow, he, that's God. That's, 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 not a, that's not a ghost. That's not just a spirit. That's not just anything. That's Christ coming because he can walk on water. And, and also, if you want to do that, they should be able to read back into the Old Testament when, when Moses parted the Red Sea, that Christ has power, or God, the Spirit, has power over natural things in the earth. Okay, so, so, so we have to glean from all our experiences and all our things that have happened to us uh, to propel us uh, to a greater faith walk with the Lord, all right? So Christ has to speak to them, and I believe he speaks to them boldly when he says, but straightway Jesus spake to them saying, be of good cheer. <clears throat> joy has to be, when you have fear, I believe God wants joy to come back into your life because you've lost some joy. You've lost, you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So, so, so I believe he says, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. It is I. It is I. I am that I am. I am the one that can walk on water. I am the one that can part the seas. I am the one that can hold back the seas um, while you walk on dry land. I am still, I am that I am. That's to me, that's that, that symbol that, that means when you take that back. I am, or it is I, okay? I am the one that created this. I am the one that's going to walk into it. I am the one that's going to walk through it. I am the one that's going to walk to you to bring you out of it, okay? So be of good cheer. In 2021, God has already walked into all your storms that you're going to face this year. And we're going to face some more storms. There's going to be more storms faced. That's, 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 that's the walk of a Christian believer. We're going to face them. We're going to face more storms. But what, what I want you to take from here going forward is that God has already walked into those storms. So if he allowed you in it, he's already been there. 
because he already created this time and moment for his glory. Okay. We just have to get there. He's already been there. Okay. So now be not afraid. The absence of faith is, is the presence of fear. The absence of faith is the presence of fear. You won't exercise faith if you're operating in fear. You won't exercise faith if you're operating in fear. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on. And Peter answered him and said to them, Lord, if, if it be thou, bid me to come out onto the water. So in Isaiah, the 55th chapter, it says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. With all this going around, this Christ is still near. Okay. And Peter is calling him. If that's you, if that's you, Lord, now there's still some doubt there. There's still some doubt. If that is you, then Peter knew that if that's God, if that's the Lord Jesus Christ and all the things he's done, then he will not let me fail if I get out this boat. Let me put another angle on that. Sometimes you got to get away from people in the church, in the boat, in the building, in the office, and just walk to Christ. Okay? You have to walk to God yourself. Now, let's elaborate. Maybe they were talking. I'm not going. You're going. I'm not going. I'm not going. I don't know who that is. I'm staying in the boat. I know the boat. I know storms. I understand how boats work. I understand how storms work. I'm a fisherman. I understand right where I'm at. God doesn't want you to just understand where you're at. That's easy. And it can make you become complacent. So he wants to challenge your faith in him. Pursuing faith, conquering fear. Pursuing faith, conquering fear. Okay, uh, so here we go. So Christ boldly says, come, come. Not how to come, just come. See, a lot of people are hesitant of coming to Christ. They'd rather talk to this person, that person, read this book, read that book. I got no problem with that. But when it's, when it's time to conquer something, when it's time to go forward, we have to walk to God. So he says, come. And Peter is the only one out of all the disciples. Don't, don't look for your brother and sister to follow you. If you're waiting for somebody to follow you, you'll be sadly mistaken and you'll never walk forward. Okay? You have to walk alone when you're trying to get to the other side. Okay? We may not all get there together but we'll still get there. Some brothers and sisters may not be as strong as you in the faith. So they may not come out the boat. Still pray and bring them along with you. But Peter gets out the boat. He says, come. And Peter came down out of the ship and walked to the waters to Jesus. Okay. On these boisterous waves. Now, again, I read the scripture and I look and I go back to the North Korean sea. And I'm like, man, that's, that's amazing because these waves were engulfing our ship. Seriously, it just reminded me of being having having stuff in a tub and playing little boats and making them sink. That's how big the waves look compared to this ship that, that carried 700 men and, and, and millions of gallons of fuel. It was just tossing us around like a toy ship. But yet here God allows the substance under Peter's feet to become solidified. Think about that. It becomes solidified enough 
so Peter can walk on it. You go and try to walk on a pool of water and see what happens. But somehow God changes the foundation. See, maybe your foundation needs to change. He changes the foundation of the water that has no ability to keep you floating because there's no buoyancy. There's not enough buoyancy for you to stay floating like that, to walk. But he keeps it solid. And, and look at this. No, 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 no. This is a sea, not a puddle. So he knew every step Peter was going to take. And he solidified that. Oh, we can stop there and I can end it. See, because he, 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 made, he made that portion of the sea solidified. With, here, Christ was already walking on the water. So wherever Christ walked, it turned to solidify that water so he could walk on it. But he also changed. See, see, God doesn't have no respective person. If he expects you to do something and he's challenging you to do it, then he's going to make the foundation so that you can be successful okay you have to have the faith okay so he says come and peter starts to walk on water god changes the substance of h2o into a substance that provides support for him god will provide support in the storm god will provide support through the storm god will change the storm so that you can walk through it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. All right. So he's stretching Peter not to fear. But Peter makes the common mistake that we always make. Peter gets out there and he says, But when he saw the wind bowstring, he was afraid. Now fear gripped him. Fear, fear gripped him. And it's a challenge between fear and faith, faith and fear. There's a challenge there. There's a challenge. But the only way we find out where we are with faith and fear is if we try, is if we press. Where God says, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ. There has to be a press in your faith. So he says here, he said, look at the winds. And he was afraid. And he was beginning to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. Now, the Lord could have stopped him from sinking. He could have told him, Peter, don't look at the wind. There's a scripture for that. Look up to the hills, which coming from my help, my help coming from the Lord. Don't look to the left or to the right, but look up. Okay. He, he, he could have quoted that scripture. He could, he could have gave him that. And it would have stopped. He knew Peter was going to look and become fearful. He knows you're going to become fearful. Here he knows that, right? He's omnipresent. He already knows. Remember, he created this before they got there. It just came into manifestation when they were there at that appointed time. Okay. All right. Because remember, he knew that the end from what? The beginning. So he already knows this. This, this is not new to God. There's nothing new under the sun. Maybe new to us, but it's nothing new to God. He's already seen all these things. So he knew, he knew Peter would fail. Wow. But he called him to be a disciple. But he knew Peter would fail. He knew Peter would, would only trust so much. See, so, so don't get too, too high minded that if you fail God, that you can't fail God. Because all have fallen short of the glory of God. Okay. But, but it's not in the failure that we should focus on. It's in the progress that we need to make so that we can go further in God. Okay. So here it goes. He says, but he saw, them, he saw the wind and he saw, he saw it bolstering and he was afraid and he began to sink. Now, <laughs> 
if 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 you really start walking on water, I take Peter is sinking kind of slowly here. <laughs> so God has given him time. But if you're really trying to walk on some water, it's not gonna be beginning to sink. You're just gonna go straight down. It's no but to me, it's like a it's like a slow motion. You know, Peter just kind of like going down. He has time to cry as far as your body weight is going to carry you uh, in that water, in that depth of water. It'll be time to do anything, uh, but hold your breath. All right. So, so Peter's not holding his breath because God has given him time. Okay. Even in the midst of my failing or falling, God has given me time to call on, repent. God has given me the time to show that I still believe, I still know how to call. I just got caught up in the midst of the storm and it took my focus off of my God and it put it on the things that were all blowing around me, okay? So he said, he began to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately without delay, now, see that now the church might set up a conference call, a meeting, because uh, you failed and you've fallen short of your duties. Nope. Christ doesn't go through that first. First, he saves. First, he delivers. First, he heals. First, he brings to life. Then, after he did that, he stretched forth his hand and caught him. Then he said unto him, Oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Okay. Why did you start and then why did you doubt? But see, now we do it, we do it backwards. We don't, we don't want to restore the person or restore or change the situation. We want to bring in the blame first of why he did that. That's not Christ-like. Okay? That's not Christ-like. God's going to save first. God's going to deliver first. You know, God's going to heal first. It's like he healed him and said, go show yourself to the priest. Not tell the priest to come here so they can see what you did wrong or what you're not doing right. Then I'll heal you. No, I'll make the change first. I want you to see it. I want Peter to see that why'd you doubt? I protected you in the boat. I protected you when you got out. I let you start to walk. What brought in the fear to keep you going? What what changed from that second step? I'm just paraphrasing. I'm just ad, ad living to that fifth step. What, what changed? What, what, you were still on the same substance. I didn't make it slippery. I didn't, I didn't make it uh, start to, to wave where it pushed you up and down. I made it so it was smooth walking. And I believe that. I believe there was waves hitting the ship, but where Jesus and, and Peter were walking, there were no waves. Okay, just like he made the wall fall down flat for the children of Israel. Flat, no jagged edges, nothing sticking up, nothing to cause hindrance. Because it says, it says let, me, let me read it again. It said, and it says here in verse 28, and Peter answered him, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, verse 20, verse 30. But when Peter saw the wind bolstering, he was afraid. When he saw it, so, so I believe God, when, when Peter made that decision to come out the boat, he removed the storm from that area where they were at. But he still was able to see. See, God will remove you spiritually, but naturally you can still see what's going on around you. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Okay. 
He can, he can, he can remove it so you still see it. That's why I say walk by faith and not by sight. So you can still see the corruption, the evil, the unbelief, but but you don't have to be a part of it. I'm in the world, but not of the world. Okay, I'm not going to be a part of that. Okay, so Peter failed God, and God asked him, or Christ asked him, "Why did you doubt? What what do I need to show you to make you more faithful?" So. In this year, God is going to bring some storms. And I don't want us to be afraid to get out of the boat and trust God. And I don't want us to be afraid even when we fail God, because immediately God will be there to pick you up. His first action is to save. His first action is to save. Then, he might ask you, son, why did you doubt? I was here the whole time. You saw me walking on the water. If I enabled you to get out of the boat, then I will enable and empower you to walk through. Okay? But again, we're this year we are pursuing faith and conquering fear in this segment. Pursue faith, conquer fear. He said, O ye of little faith. Now, I'm not going to get into the faith um, levels, but there is little faith. Uh, there's great faith. Uh, I'm not going to get into it. But O ye of little faith. There's faith, the grain of a mustard seed. And all these faiths mean different things. Okay? So we want to go from, from when God exposes something in me, uh, then I want to go from little faith to great faith. I want to find out how to get there. Okay? I want to find out because I trust God enough to do things. Okay, but do I really believe he's going to continually do this while the storms are raging around me? You know, while, while people are still in my ear telling me I can't, you won't, this won't happen. That's not going to happen. You can't overcome, can't defeat this. Am I going to listen to all that barrage of information coming in? Or am I just going to keep looking at Jesus and believing that if, 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 if he says that I can come? Okay. If he opens that door, then he's going to make a way in provision when I walk towards him in that door. So you have to walk to God. Don't just stay in a collective, congregated state. We have to be individualized. Uh, and you have to walk to Christ, sometimes alone, so that he can show and show others through you who he is. He didn't rebuke Peter. He didn't cast him out. He picked him up through love and then asked him, why did you doubt? Oh, yeah. He called, he called out what was wrong, right? He, and there's no problem with that. I, I want God to tell me where I'm wrong at so I can fix it. So I can then, then lead me and show me how am I going to correct this? What do I need to do so I don't have that little faith again? How do I get away from Oh, you little face. How do I go from milk to meat? How do I do that? How do I change? How do I not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing? How do I do all those things? How do I do that? Okay. And I'm hoping that as I continue to dive into this uh, pursue and conquer, um, it, it, I can shed some light on how we do those things through the word of God. Okay. Through, through leadership and development. And through through the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit.
know, how do we how do we pursue and conquer? Okay, so pursue faith, conquer fear. Amen. And I hope that you've gotten something from this. Hope that you enjoyed the word of God. Read the other scriptures that I gave if I read them too fast for you. Uh, but they're, they're Isaiah uh, 54, 17, Isaiah 55 and verse six. And you can also read um, down to nine, that shed some more light on it. Um, and then also 2 Corinthians 5, 7 and 14. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 and 14. Um, Acts uh, 28 and 11 is where uh, Paul was on an island for three months after being shipwrecked. Um, and then Isaiah uh, 55. Um, and, okay, so so take note of those scriptures um, and, 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 and look into this. You know, separate this a little bit and look at how, how the progress went, how Christ left them, how Christ sent them somewhere and how Christ uh, put them in a situation uh, that was becoming unbearable uh, by them. But God is always with you. God will always be with you, no matter how lonely you feel, no matter how in despair you feel. Uh, God is always there. So may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. And we'll have prayer to end. And again, I thank my technical staff. Uh, these brothers are doing a great job. Um, uh, Brother DeMond, Brother Ken, and even Sister Lisa, and all those that are involved um, to make this happen. Uh, they do this uh, for us so that we could uh, preach the word of God. And I thank God for them. Dear Lord, we thank you. And through all our shortcomings and failures, uh, we want to give them to you so you make us stronger and stronger in the Lord. Uh, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Uh, not my might. My might and my strength runs out. I get tired quick. But Lord, you never sleep nor slumber. And we thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for the word of God. Use it to bless someone today. It says bless myself. Uh, with the words. I bless myself with this word. And I thank God. I thank God for all the hearers and believe that this will reach somebody and that God will pull them up out of a sinking situation and tell them to come closer to him, that they may grow in grace in the love of Jesus Christ. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.